ברוכים הבאים בשם השם ברכנוכם ועץ השם. Welcome to our weekly, weekly Wednesday night share. Dedicated to Nishmas Chaim Chnani Yam Tavlipe. Shmoyake Bemeshe, Jeanette Bas, Gaim Akein, Chaim Baruch. Shabbos, you Dalit Kislev, you Dalit El, I'm sorry. Day before Tezvovel, Shasas Tenkhtum. Light always hits in the thing, and away you go. Okay, hopefully that's better. Now, Pashkitsetsehi. Pasha Seitz is a very, very rich Pasha with very, very, very many mitzvahs. If we just sat and read off the mitzvahs, we could probably take up the whole shir. There are 74 mitzvahs. 27 are mitzvahs hasei and 47 mitzvahs leis hasei. 74 mitzvahs. 74 is gematria aid. Testimony. This parashik is testimonial. All parashas in the Teda. Ankala Teda Kula. Needless to say, every nekuda, every part, every vort that we use, that we say, welcome Atlanta, that we say from Teda, is connected with everything else in the Teda. We find it hard sometimes to fit in But, tachlis, this is how it works. He says, When you go out to battle against your enemy, the first posseh in the Pasha, Hashem your God will deliver him into your hands, and you will take him as captives. a very interesting approach to that. The Rebbe says, the Rebbe asks a question. Rashi says, It's not the wars they needed to do, it's a war that they may do. 
We know from last week's parsha that mechama was sakana, was danger. So, on what basis are we going to go to war for a mechamas's shoes to jeopardize our lives, to put ourselves in danger? Elamai. Pasuk says a very interesting diuk here. Listen carefully. He says to battle on your enemies. Now it should be against, it should say neged. Im. It says al which means on. And he will give, Hashem will give. Hashem will give in your hands. Vishavisa, and you will capture Shiv Yoi, his captives. What's his captives here? You will take into captivity, you will capture prisoners. What's Pshat? His captives. Shavisa Shiv Yoi. But the vote is very powerful here. The Shavisa Shiv is the reason why we're going out to war. What's that you capturing his captives? That means to say that a Yidrachman al God forbid, was captured. Why are you going to battle now? To save that Jew. The Jew that was captured captured by the guy. Shiv Yoi, his captors, what he already captured, that's who you're going to capture. You're going to free. And since there's a Yid that's in Sakona, since there's a Jew that's in danger, Rahman al Islam, it is imperative on each and every Jew to do all that he can to save and to take this other Jew his fellow Jew out of danger but still we have the question so therefore we have the answer as to why you have to go to war and put yourself in danger because you need to save this fellow Jew his captive but what's Kisait Sidam Chama Al Ivechel? The battle itself made reference to here in the Parsha, in the Torah, actually alludes to the battle that one wages within their internal strife. Their internal spiritual enemies. Welcome Scranton. The physical desires of the body. The selfish tendencies. 
of the Nefesh Bahamas, which are constantly challenging our devotion to Hashem. We need to go to war with this. We need to fight this. And the goal is not to destroy these enemies, but rather redirect everything, take all the energy and the passion that you are applying to fulfill God's mission, and see to it that they themselves can no longer resist a transformation in their own. To an extent that they too serve Hashem. But, unfortunately, we struggle. We struggle with our inner strife. We struggle with our inner self. We struggle making decisions. We struggle expressing our true inside, our true feelings. We struggle with not knowing what the other person thinks and wondering and worrying how and what the other person thinks. From the age of 20 to 40, we worry what people think about us. From 40 to 60, we don't care. After 60, you get very very, very smart, you find out nobody was thinking about you. So there was nothing even to think about. So the 40 years we wasted. All right. Wasted, wasted. But the Torah tells us, you are going to win, I guarantee it. Why? When you go out to do this battle, if you actually undertake, and you gartel zechunter, as you say, you put on your, you brace yourself to go to war, you're going to be going out Al Evecha, with the upper hand. And therefore, you will definitely win, and you will transform the other, the enemy. Not only that, you'll take their captives. By redirecting this energy, and taking the Nefesh Bahamas, and taking the Yet Sahara. Chavre, Chavre, Islay, one friend to another to another. One attracts the other and brings another one closer. And by extracting these sparks of divine purpose that are just lying here dormant in the world, you bring them to a greater level than they were before. And thereby, it has the ripple effect. The ripple effect where the fellow, I, I said, I've told this before, I have no, I cannot take any credit for it whatsoever, because I never met the guy before that. I only met him way after. I have a fellow, puts on fill now every day, Baruch Hashem, and soon will be Shemeshabbos and Kashasun as well. He's coming slowly. 
He had a bris at 40 years old. 40 years old. And ironically, I mean, I've worked on many, many people, older people that didn't have bris in Some I succeed, some I don't. We have, they have bris 37, 30, Baruch Hashem, you didn't have Mrs. Nefesh. This guy had nobody convincing him. Nobody talked to him about it. He went to Eretz Yisrael on a trip to see the roots. And he got to Kaisal HaMaravi. And there at the Kaisal HaMaravi he stood and he said, what kind of a Jew am I? I am not a complete Jew. I do not have a bris milah. I'm lacking. And because he is such a spiritual person, when he came back to America, he searched. wasn't hard. He found. Ironically, he found the same mail that I use for sign my children, my grandchildren, and for also for adults that we do prison for. He found that mail on his own, and he told him, Rabbi, I have to have a bris, and had a bris. This fellow, in his own way, will see to it that other people put on film, tell other people they need a bris. He'll actually talk to them, he'll try to convince them. And between you and Lempos, he has a much better chance than I do. Because bottom line, I did it at 8 days old. He did it at 40. When he tells the other person, I just did it at 40 years old, only a few short years ago. The other person has nothing to tell him. Person will ask, Balid? He says, yeah, da, nunoshka. It hurts. He says, yeah, how about a little bit? Two weeks. Two weeks you'll know you had a bris. In six weeks you're back to normal person. And he has that sales pitch. I can't give the sales pitch. I don't have it. I can't say it. This person was Satan al-Mukham Went out to war, conquered, and is now following up with this. Not Chilasan B'Seifim B'Seifim B'Chilasan. And therefore we tie the beginning and end of everything in, in Teirah. So the beginning of the parasha talks about Kisaitzin al-Mukham al-Vecho and the end of the parasha talks about Milchemes ha-Molek. Vayizani v'cho kol nechasholom acharecho. What did they attack? What did they try to abolish amongst the Jewish nation? Bris Mila. Because they saw Bris, spelled Beis, Reish, Yud, Sof. Beis, Gematria, 2. Reish is 200, 202. Thank you. 
Yud is 10, is 212, and Saf is 400, is 612. They knew therefore that this bris mila, this mitzvah bris mila, is kailal all the 613 mitzvahs. They knew this was a fundamental mitzvah, which once they can abolish that, they can abolish everything. Rabbi Say, Klal Yisrael is in a very, very lowly state. The situation is very harsh. The Gzaitis, the decrees against Brismila are very strong. There is a din, there is a, not a custom, it's actually the way of doing the Brismila. The blood needs to be drawn. Today's generation, unfortunately, fights this tooth and nail. Draw with a tube, draw with this, draw with that. Today's generation fights they have to have a doctor mail. Case last week of a couple that had already planned weeks before when the bris is going to end up on a Sunday the entire venue and everything was set up surprise the baby was born on Shabbos so the bris had to be Shabbos but since they were using a reformed doctor mail said no problem with it Sunday, Sunday, whatever you want whatever fits, whatever works Needless to say, he did not draw blood the way it was needed to be done. I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't attend. But that, one of the, that was one of the reasons. Hi. But this is what Rahman happens. And another baby that was born on Shabbos, which happened to have to do with both these families, and they decided, no, the hospital is a good enough place to do it. So one day in the hospital, before the baby went home, they had the uh, local doctor circumcise the baby. Rahman al-Islam. May God protect us. The din of Bismillah is a very strict Indian. And therefore, where we go to battle in the beginning of the Parsha, we go to battle at the end of the Parsha. Yes. Shall I repeat the question too? <laughs> A baby that is born Matzah Shabbos is as if they're born on Sunday, and therefore the bris would be on Shabbos on Sunday. I'm sorry. The only way a bris is on Shabbos is the baby is born on Shabbos. Um, I think we did we did this before. There's a hechetimza. How is it possible? Twin boys are born, 
and the boy that's born first, according to halacha, has his bris a day after the one that's born second. Cool question. Halachically, the older twin has his bris, both of them are healthy, and both have their bris on time, but his bris is on Sunday, and his bris is on Shabbos. Why? Because the first one was born Friday, Ben Hashmoshes. Ben Hashmoshes, we don't know if it's Friday, or if it's Shabbos. So it's a Suffolk Shabbos, he can't have a bris on Shabbos, and he definitely can't have a bris on Friday, because it might be too early. The second twin was already born on Shabbos. It took a few minutes. Since it was already Shabbos, his bris is Shabbos. So the second one's bris would be Shabbos halachically, and the first one's bris would be on Sunday. Amolek is gematria suffolk. Since we're doing gematrias already. The gematria of Amolek, Ayin is 70, Mem is 40, is 110, Lamed is 30, is 140, and Kuf is 100, is 240. Suffolk, Doubt, Samach is 60, Fe is 80, no, it's 140, and Kuf is 100, is 240. Amolek is the same gematria as Suffolk. When we have a doubt, when we doubt Das Teda, people come for a Teda opinion. They go to a Rav for a Teda opinion, and it doesn't suit them. It doesn't float their boat. It doesn't conform with what they want. They're not hearing what they'd like to. Some do the capital crime, and they go to another rabbi, and they try to twist it and try to get a different sock out of a second rabbi, which is usher, 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 prohibited beyond. I've had times when people ask me questions, and I said, I gave them an answer, and they didn't like what I said, and they tried to twist me, and I said, I'll tell you the truth, I give you permission, go to a second rabbi. That case, they're allowed to. If I would not give permission, they going to another rabbi is causing horrific ramifications. The Amolek gives us a suffix, gives us a doubt. When they, when you hear advartel, you hear something psakdin, and you turn around, and the Amolek says, "Eh, maybe we could get away with this." Maybe there's something we can do to alter this. You go out to war, you have to You need to totally wipe out and eradicate the Amalek. Not just the nation of Amalek, the Amalek within each and every person that gives us these doubts, that gives us these questions that turns our head like I said before there are so many there are 74 mitzvahs in this parasha 
where to start, where to start when you only have an hour to speak. You start somewhere where you can get four hours and then you can say everything. Almost everything. Um, don't know if the voice would hold out that long and I don't know if anybody would survive it. So don't fear, it's only an hour. We're going to jump to chapter 24, verse 1. Perik of Dalit Ki Aleph. Ish Isha. Man marries a woman, he lives with her. He doesn't like her. Found something of an immoral, immoral status. He writes to her a divorce, they get. He has to give it to her in the hand. The and sends her flag packing. This teaches us, basically, this one little pasuk teaches us all the halachas of Gitten. How the get needs to be written. And the get is written, as we said once, 12 lines. The reason for the 12 lines is because we have 12 blank lines in the Torah. Between Bereshis and Shemais, there's four. Shemais and Vayikra, there's four, is eight. And Vayikra and Bamidbar, there's four, which is twelve. We don't count the ones between Bamidbar and Devarim, because Devarim is Mishnah Teira, it's a repetition. So from here we learn the Get should have twelve lines, Teisva says, right in the beginning of Mesech Gitten. Once the get is written and signed by witnesses, the man must put it in her hand, which means she cannot take it from him. He has to put it in her hand. She cups her hands, and he needs to place it. If she moves her hand up to accept it, it's not good. She needs to hold her hand still. It gets placed in her hands. She closes her hands and brings it to herself. This is Nasna Biyoda. And then Vishilchan at that point you send her away and you tell her, You have it? Now get out of here. Why? Get. That's why it's called get. Okay. Get, the word get is also Gematria 12, by the way. Okay. The tailor follows up and gives us another mitzvah. Mitzvah called Machzir Grushosai. To take back your divorcee. A husband divorces a wife and then remarries her. This is a mitzvah to remarry her. Another story we've told a million times. The guy, the couple gets divorced, Erev Pesach. 
And Lag Boimer, they remarry. The guy says to him, Shigana, you just, just divorced her, taking her back already? Huh. He says, I decided for a second marriage, she's not bad. Okay. I wouldn't do it on the first time, but a second marriage, okay, you know, you have to settle sometimes, a second marriage. You should never know. There's a halacha. Mentioned in Hilchus Nesuyim and Gerishim. It's in the Rambam, Hilchus Gerishim, and in Suribia. Asur le'odom loses isha. It's prohibited of a man to marry a woman. Please listen to the end of the sentence. Don't take this out of context. With intent to divorce her. If a man says, I'm going to marry this woman, but I'm going to divorce her in a week, it's usher. One of the reasons is the post says, No, don't plant any bad in the friend. We sit forever with you. A person that's depending on you, that's relying on you, you're not allowed to let down like that. So much more so, a wife. However, however, listen to this catch. If the stipulation was made beforehand, I'm marrying you now because I want to divorce you in a week. You're allowed to. <laughs> okay. But there's a reason, even on the second, another case. <coughs> that states that one should not do this. They shouldn't get into this thing. What is the concept of marriage? The husband and wife become one. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, there isn't such a focus. The levels of compatibility that are being looked for in today's day and age is what's causing the Shidduch crisis, Not the guys and not the girls know what they're looking for. Everybody's confused. Today they have a resume. A resume. The girl, the boy have to have a resume where you learned, where you went, what you went in school, what you went to camp, with it, who are your friends, who are your enemies, who are your what, who are your, the, the family friends. And inquiries were made. They dig deeper than the, than the undertaker. Kevin Kadisha doesn't dig so deep. 
every little nook and cranny you got to find out. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of skeletons in people's closets. The time in history, people got married, we made generations. And honestly speaking, 35 years ago, I had asked, I observed many different weddings, chuppas, and different types of chuppas. So I asked the rabbi, I wanted to see some gitten also, some divorces. He said, when there'll be, we'll talk. When there'll be, we'll talk. And he always pushed it off. I thought he was pushing me off because he didn't want me to show me. In the end of the day, there was a get, and he called me, and he says, come. And I went to observe this wonderful experience. We know, of course, by a get, even the Mizbeach cries. They say in Yomara, when a man divorces his wife, the Mizbeach cries. And the Farshan asks, come to his ask, why the Mizbeach? The answer is because the Mizbeach is made of stone. And even something that's made of stone cries when there's a divorce. Very severe. Today's day and age, the best and the Botidinim are producing an average of 8 to 20 no, 8 to 20 is a little awkward. 8 to 15 gitten a month. There's not only one bez doing it. Between 8 and 15 gitten a month. And there's, I'm sure, 30 or 40 batidin. In New York? In New York, there's three that I know of that have that average. Yeah. It's a very serious situation. But that's also because with the resume and with the history and with the this and with the that, you knew more about the person than they knew about themselves before they got married. And this friend told you this and that friend told you that one. And nobody really told the real truth anyway. And when they got married, they found out it was a total different person. With the whole screening. With the whole screening. Because even the person on the resume, if they don't know you, they'll fadre you a cup. They'll, they'll tell you, yeah, yeah, no problem. On the other hand, we don't know who we're putting onto our own resumes, and we find sometimes people that kick the milk out of the container, out of the bucket. And they say, oh, yeah, oh, a wonderful person, but, but what? Never mind, never mind. But you said something. No, 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 you'll hear from somebody else. Person starts scratching their head, and they say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to hear from anybody else. I'm not interested. Drop it. Drop it. And then you find out, the friend says, oh, they called me yesterday about a shidduch for you. Oh, really? And what did you say? I said wonderful, wonderful things. I said, but I wanted to tell them about this story. And I said, no, I'm not going to tell them. Well, let me tell you the result of your but. They don't want the shidduch. But I didn't tell them anything. Yeah. 
He kills with his anger. But af also means with the nose. They asked about a person, they said, mm. they twisted, they turned their nose a little bit. They didn't say anything. That turn of the nose killed everything off. So the marriage has to be done as we did in the olden days, with intent to bring a family up and to bring children into the world. A perpetual bond between the man and the wife. However, if you marry to begin with, knowing that you're ultimately going to divorce, then the whole connection is flawed. There's no real connection here. It's also, it's prohibitive to marry somebody on condition to divorce them. We're therefore going to throw out a very powerful question. God in heaven, our Father in heaven, You took Klal Yisrael to Hasinai, to the mountain. And it was an Esuyan, it was a marriage between Klal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's a fact that the fact that the Yidin are now in Golos is a, is a stage of divorce. It says about the Golos, we keep in score at Omeg Yomara and Tainis, Chavovam at base, 26, side 2. HaGolos Yivuchinus Geirushun, Kameh Shomar HaKadosh Baruch Hapi HaMedrish, Dante Yisim B'Geirushun. That the Golos is a form of divorce. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew to begin with, that the Yidin would be put into, ex- into exile, into Golos. So in essence, he was going to divorce them. How did he marry them? How does he make this bris, this pact on Har Sinai? In the Tera itself it says, V'heifetz Hashem Eschem Ba'amim. HaKadosh Baruch is going to disperse you amongst the nations. Sakharish Baruch knew to begin with that he's going to send us into Gaul, he's going to divorce us. What kind of marriage was this? Not allowed. But the simple real reason, we can't really translate this as a form of marriage in order to divorce. Because the Yidin had in their own hands the power and potential not to be exiled. The warnings were given. HaKadosh Baruch Hu warned the Yidin, if you're going to live like the non-Jews live, if you're going to do what they did, then you will be spit out of this land like they were. 
Therefore, it was their own hands they did this. Had they chosen the right path, had they kept on the right path, we would never have been sent to exile. But we're not talking about a husband and wife of a physical domain. We're talking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He knew to begin with by Matan Teda that the Yidin were going to stray from the path. And the ultimate punishment would be sending them to Golos. So therefore, Kaddish Baruch Hu, your marriage, the marriage that you made between the Jews and yourself, was not perpetuated. It was not done forever. This chas v'sholem, a flaw in this marriage with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Am Yisrael. But the truth is, Rabbi Yisai and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's part, not only did he not want to divorce the Eden, but bottom line, this is not even really considered divorce. And this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Eze, Eze Sefer Christus Amchem Asher Shilchesei Said in Yeshaya There is no divorce here and there is no divorcing Eze So in essence, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not Chasashon divorcing the Eden. Even in the time of Golos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not cut off Chalila, the bliss between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Eden. It's only hiding. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has gone to hiding. And the reason for the hiding is so that we should search. So that we should cry out and say, Abba, Abba, our Father, where are you? As a child wants to find the Father. So too the Bnei Yisrael spend their time in Golos, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu still showers His love upon them. And ultimately, if we strengthen ourselves here in this Golos, Immediately take it from Yad Mamish. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bring them the Gula Mitzvah Shleima. So it's not Chasashon that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has divorced the Eden. But rather, he's giving the Eden the opportunity, giving the Eden the cause, the rightful cause, to cry out to him. To say, where are you? I want to be one with you. However, just like there's a mitzvah say, to take back your divorced wife, Tate also tells us a very interesting scenario. 
Today's Chitas. If the couple divorced Rahman al-Islam, and then he remarries, she remarries, I'm sorry, she remarries, and gets divorced again, or becomes widowed, he cannot take her back any longer. And this is how this law works. Where HaKadosh Baruch Hu Taka puts us in Golos. He Taka has us in exile. But he's leaving us that window. Not the Chas Shalom. Go after. Follow after. Or to try to marry elsewhere. But to persevere. And to stay strong. To stay positive and to follow the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His ways. So that, ultimately, He takes us back. Then the Pasuk in the Pasha, in the beginning of the Pasha, going backwards now, after we find sequences. He captures the captor. It's Aisha Shifas Tayar. And he still marries the Shifas Tayar. And then there's a man that has two wives. One has, both of them have children. One he doesn't like, one he does like. And the laws when it comes to inheritance. And then the Pasik says, Kiyya the Ish. When it will come to a Ish, Bain Seder Umirir, Rahmanullah Sahib. A Seder Umirir, which the Yamada tells us never was and never will be. It's just brought down to teach us how to educate. <coughs> and this child is a Bain Seder Umeran, which is a, re- a revolutionary child. He revolts. But then the Pasik says. What does he do? Einenu shemeya bekel aviv uvekel imay. He doesn't listen to his father or mother, but it doesn't say bekel aviv imay. It says bekel aviv uvekel imay. The Yisroi say the Yishmalehim doesn't listen to them. The next passage says, "V'sof sabay aviv The father and the mother both take this child. Let us examine something here. Kiyeh leish. The Ben Seder Meir says, "Happened by the man. A man has 
a child is Seder Mirim. Who is Ish? Ish, Enish, Adam. Ish Elikim Kodeshu. A godly person. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are His children. And as God's children, He looks down on us and He says, You're not listening to me. You're not behaving right. You're not doing the right things. You're not doing it at the right time. Do I punish you like a Seder who made it? Says the Gemara, no. Never was and never will be a Seder who made it. Because the Ish, our father, always finds that loophole to forgive us. But then the Parasik tells us, as we said before, the Kleyakar says, why is this brought down if it never really happens? It's a very strong educational value. Rabbi said, listen to the Tata. Listen to the Tata, listen well. A nano Shemei doesn't listen Bekel Aviv Uvekel Imai Father's voice and the mother's voice Why are they not the father, why is it not the voice of his parents? The Tata is warning us here Rabbi Sai very severely there may not be a father and a mother's voice it needs to be one. It needs to be a united stand. When there's a kel aviv, and then there's a kel ime, the opposite. You send the child into turmoil. You send the child into who knows what. When the father slaps and the mother's begging not to. When a father shakes a child and the mother begs stop. Or were they just playing in front of the child? Child answers something, the father says, no, and the mother says, sure. Or vice versa. Very, very integral part of Chinuch. There cannot be a Kel Oviv and Kel Imai. There needs to be a united front. Mother and father need to be on the same page. They cannot show two faces, voice two opinions. This is what we talked about, when the man takes a woman to be his wife, his partner, the they become one. Everything needs to be united. time in history parents argue parents bicker it happens no perfect marriage doesn't have a flying pan or flying plate there's no such animal as the perfect marriage 
where there's never a problem, where there's never a hiccup. But if it has to do with a child, with the chinuch of a child, and the father has one opinion, the mother has another, do not take that in front of the children. That you go behind closed doors. And that's where you take your rip-snorting fights. You do not let the child see two faces. You do not let the child see what they refer to as hypocrisy. Child needs to see a united front where mommy and daddy have this opinion and mommy and daddy both stand strong with this. And I'm not getting away with anything. Very, very important point. Although we know it's Yel Ish, it's a father, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, looking down and forgiving. And therefore there was never and never will be a Seder Demeter. But we still need to concern ourselves making sure that the child knows there's no Kul Oviv and Kul Imai. Another mitzvah in this Parsha you'll build a new house you make a guardrail around your roof I'll tell you where it is chapter 22 verse 8 you should not cause blood in your house when the faller will fall from it wow that's a mouthful it can almost be a uh, tongue twister You built a new home. Now let us go into the order of the Torah here, the Pasha. The lead up to this happening Um, all the other mitzvahs that happened prior to this I'm sorry that's I wanted to start back with the mitzvah itself the mitzvah prior to that is Shaluach HaKan the sending away of the mother bird I love this one, and the medish that we talk about it over and over about this one is extensive. But the reward, says the Teda, for sending away the mother bird, should be good for you, and you should have longevity. 
It's tremendous thing. Two things here. Both it'll be good for you and you'll have long life. So the question is begged to ask here. Such a simple mitzvah, sending away the bird, taking the eggs, whatever, has such strong reward. And Rashi says very simply, the tailor wants to teach you a major lesson. If a simple mitzvah which has no loss of monetary laws, no major strain, but yet how much more so called the chemer, the schar of mitzvahs that are so much harder. So the Taylor chose to show us the great reward, reward that we have for other mitzvahs, by showing us the great reward that even we have for a simple mitzvah. No monetary loss, no giving out, any, nothing. So mitzvahs that we need to do with money, that we need to work on, that we need to toil with. Wow, what kind of rewards we must be getting. And they tell the story of the president of Israel had a chauffeur. And one day he said to the chauffeur, you know, I have a tithe to drive the car. Let me drive. You get in the back, I'll drive. I said, fine. He started driving the car and it was gishmak. It was so gishmak, it was so good, he started flying on the highway. Woo! Cop pulls him over. Cop pulls him over. One cop gets out, goes to the car, and he sees the president of Israel driving. And he has a passenger in the back. He says, "Have a good, 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 good day." And he gets out of there. And he goes back to the car, and the officer says, "You didn't give him a ticket." He says, "No." He says, "Why not?" He says, "Because." <laughs> The president was driving. I can only imagine who was sitting in the back. <laughs> who knows how great... If the president the driver, who knows how great... Anyway. So this mitzvah, so simple, how much greater are the other mitzvahs? If the tailor wanted to look at an easy mitzvah, why didn't it take a mitzvah like Shema? What does it take to say Shema Yisrael? Why take this mitzvah of Shalach HaKam? The other mitzvahs, like for example, Krishna, it's hard really. You got to stop the world, and you got to say Krishna. You don't have time. You're busy sometimes. You this, you that. It's a thing. It's it's, it's something you have to really involve yourself. Therefore, this mitzvah, which is, involves almost nothing, really nothing, is the mitzvah that's chosen the And after the mitzvah Shlach Hakan, it says, "Says by Eschodosh, it's my Gecho. All the other things that you'll have now, you'll build a house, you'll be able to make a roof, and you'll be able to, all these things that are going to happen to you because you did this mitzvah. And here, therefore, we see immediately the great schar, the great rewards of a mitzvah, going from one mitzvah, the simplest mitzvah, to the greatest of mitzvahs. And may our rewards go 
from the simplest of rewards to the greatest rewards, especially the reward of Geula Amitus Vashlema Aydei Mashiach Tzidkenu this very Shabbos good Shabbos to all and Ksiva Chachasima Teva as is always mentioned in Chaydish Elul